Representation is important. Handy, capable people need Daredevil. The financially downtrodden need Robin Hood. And neurodivergent people aren't any different. Who can be called the Cape Crusader for people with ADHD, though? My response is, name a hero who can't be. Are there any fictional characters you can think of who might have ADHD? This random question popped in my head the other day while I was watching Dragon Ball Z. You'll learn why later. Then I realized that many of my favorite fictional characters appear to have ADHD or at least some neurodivergent traits. I thought this could be a fun idea, so here it is. The top six fictional characters who have ADHD, or probably have it. Six, Archer Sterling from the show Archer. Archer is a world-class spy or analyst and potty mouth. Like all of the characters you'll read about, Archer thrives within the grips of danger. When the degenerate satire of James Bond isn't drinking excessively, he can be found lusting after women. He soothes his boredom with constant sex, alcohol, gambling, and driving fast when he's not doing something dangerous. He's not used to rejection either and doesn't process it well when it happens. He reacts without thinking about consequences and says what he's thinking even if it's inappropriate at the time. Where does ADHD come in? Though he seems to love women, he has issues with intimacy and long-term relationships. Archer is also a blatant alcoholic. Alcoholism and addiction are common comorbidities. Number five, Alan from The Hangover. Alan's the most entertaining character in The Hangover movies by far. From the earliest scenes in the film, he's noticeably different from other characters. Alan always seems to be off in his own world. When he does chime into a conversation, it's usually weird and off color. For instance, when Stu exclaims that he's lost his Jewish grandmother's ring, a family heirloom preserved throughout the Holocaust, Alan responds, quote, I didn't know they gave out rings during the Holocaust, end quote. The tragedy and plot of the entire film are revealed to have been Alan's fault all along. At the movie's beginning, he admits he had planned an extravagant evening of, quote, wandering through the desert looking for hookers and cocaine, end quote. The rest of the Wolfpack only desires the typical night of Vegas debauchery. But Alan knows his plans better, so he impulsively slips them all drugs, making them forget an epic night in Vegas. This decision sends the Wolfpack on a threatening adventure where they come across the paths of drug dealers, gang members, the law, and more. But Alan's also the savior of the film, if you recall, when he uses his ability to count cards to win big at blackjack, which begs the question, what's Alan's deal? Where does the ADHD come in? Alan exhibits Rain Man-like card counting skills to win enough money to save the Wolfpack. His ability to do this could be considered an example of his superior pattern recognition, a classic ADHD trait. He's arguably the savior of the film. His impulsiveness, though, is why the protagonist's lives were ever in danger in the first place. Remember when he proposes they all become blood brothers then slits his hand open with a pocket knife just before they have the time to even accept his odd offer? Did I mention this was before they even started drinking? This could be linked to ADHD and its impulsiveness. Alan also seems to suffer from something called rejection-sensitive dysphoria, which is linked with ADHD. RSD is defined as extreme emotional sensitivity and pain triggered by the perception that a person has been rejected or criticized by important people in their lives. Notice how Alan becomes upset to tears almost in a childlike fashion anytime his 
Wolfpack brothers become upset with him. He even clings to Phil and emulates some of his behaviors like wearing his same aviator sunglasses. It seems like deep down he desperately just wants to be loved and accepted. Rejection-sensitive dysphoria is one of the examples of how ADHD can add depression as well and other mood disorders. Number four, Bart Simpson from The Simpsons. Before South Park debuted, The Simpsons was the only cartoon besides Beavis and Butthead that I wasn't allowed to watch as a kid. Remember all those classic schemes? Like when Bart randomly stole the head of the town founder's statue? Bart once confronted his school bully by converting his fellow students into a well-organized army of bully hunters that he was the general of. Yet, his teacher still called him an underachiever? Bart Simpson is often simply known as a bad kid who always gets into trouble which is why I kind of liked watching the show. I admit it, I tried to emulate some of his behaviors by taking up cursing early and keeping a slingshot in my back pocket. However, Bart isn't just a bad kid. Some of his delinquencies are just the result of symptoms of neurodivergence. So where does the ADHD come in? Bart is diagnosed with ADHD in the episode Brother's Little Helper after he floods the school gymnasium. Then his behaviors kind of start to make sense. He's got several classic ADHD superpowers and areas to improve. For one, Barton never studies for tests and is failing multiple classes, which could be linked to the ADHD symptom, poor academic performance. Bart may be charming, but let's face it, he's a tiny bit of a delinquent, which could also be linked to the ADHD symptom of behavioral problems. Given all the negative things that seem to be surrounding Bart, he shows random bursts of hyperfocus and intelligence when he wants something classic hyperfocus. He's an advanced firearms expert for one. This is exhibited in the episode where he goes to military school. In another episode, he hijacked a tank and blew up an MLB satellite in one shot. He's also fluent in many languages and even learned Japanese in a matter of hours. This could be linked to the ADHD symptom of hyperfocus. Number three, Goku from Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. This one is almost way too easy. Goku from the Dragon Ball series is the strongest fighter in the universe, and he's defeated world-destroying opponents with his bare hands. He is also an obvious neurodivergent of some sort. I say ADHD in particular because he's hyperactive, forgetful, lacks adherence to social constructs, and is risky and spontaneous. The entire show is built upon his obsessive hyperfocus on being, quote, strong, whatever that means. His obsession is so powerful that no other duties take priority. Like when Goku's evil brother Raditz arrives on Earth, kidnaps his toddler son Gohan. This sparks a two-on-one fight, but still he's no match for his older brother. His solution is to hold Raditz, his older brother, while his former rival and now fighting partner Piccolo shoots a lethal attack at him that will incidentally kill them both but he just casually responds, it's okay, you guys can just wish me back, with the Dragon Balls of course. Nerd alert, during a high stakes fight for the fate of the earth with arguably one of the most notorious villains in the show, Goku admits throwing the fight on purpose on the hunch that his teenage son, Gohan, you remember the one who got kidnapped just a few years ago, was actually the strongest fighter. All that needed to happen was for Gohan to be pushed to the brink of his sanity in order to achieve a breakthrough of power. When this plan somewhat goes south, he suffers his second death in the series and officially joins the ranks of the spirit world. He continues his quest for power though, 
and on his only day granted life on Earth to be with his family, he spends it fighting in the World Tournament. So, where does the ADHD come in? Where doesn't it? First of all, the entire show is built upon Goku's hyper-focus on being a great martial artist. While Goku's at home, he seems bored and negligent about his parental responsibilities, and kind of childlike, really. And once Goku decides he's going to do something, it's hard to ever stop him. Not even parental responsibilities. This can be linked to how ADHD can affect parenting. Number two, Sherlock Holmes, the world's greatest detective who never existed. He solves impossible mysteries with inhuman induction skills with his partner Watson. In the films, we can catch a glimpse of how his mind works when Holmes simulates how a fight against a larger opponent will play out several steps in advance. Shortly afterward, he also demonstrates his desire for thrills when he pummels a larger man precisely in the exact fashion that he had imagined just moments before. Holmes is a master of inductive reasoning, or a method of concluding by going from specific to the general. It's usually contrasted with deductive reasoning, where you go from general information to specific conclusions. Holmes can do this because of his superior pattern recognition skills. For example, in the case of Silver Blaze, a missing prize horse, Holmes can determine that the person responsible for the missing horse was someone who worked on the property because the dog hadn't barked during the time of the incident. Here's a brief excerpt from the case. Inspector, is there any point to which you would wish to draw my attention? Holmes, to the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. Inspector, the dog did nothing in the nighttime. Holmes, that was the curious incident. Ah, slick, right? So, during his downtime, he also plays violin to, quote, help him think. His apartment's a mess of unfinished projects and experiments, one of which is his partner Watson's dog. When he isn't trying to solve a great mystery, he is said to feel sullen and depressed. It's also said that he occasionally uses cocaine and morphine to escape from the, quote, dull routine of existence. Where does the ADHD come in? There's quite a bit of a unpacking we need to do in the short description above here. Sherlock Holmes, for one, thrives on chaos and problem solving to feel alive. According to an article, people with ADHD often experience depression after success. This usually occurs when the clarity of hyperfocus passes after completing a project. Holmes also uses creativity to soothe his symptoms, which is a classic way to cope with ADHD. And also, Holmes has an excellent mind for pattern recognition. Again, we see pattern recognition show up a lot in these characters. But it's not unusual for those with cognitive differences to be extra creative. Holmes possesses exceptional skills in a variety of disciplines as well. And now that brings us to number one, MacGyver. From the show, MacGyver. I know I'm old. Most of you probably don't remember MacGyver. The show of the same name ran from 1985 to 1992. Ever heard of someone referring to a creative act of problem solving in a pinch as MacGyvering? There's actually an official definition for MacGyvering. It's to make or repair an object in an improvised or inventive way. MacGyver always found himself in these dangerous predicaments if you haven't seen the show before. And the whole catch to the show is that he had to think his way out of these things in a quick manner. 
Kind of like the time that he made a bazooka out of a muffler, steering wheel knob, and a seat cushion during a car chase. He was the passenger, of course. He's not that talented. So where does the ADHD come in? It comes as no surprise that little MacGyver was a problem student. A Tumblr post mentioned that one of his teachers called him, quote, exceptionally bright, but frustrated by his lack of concentration, end quote. Sound familiar? His weapon of choice also is a Swiss army knife. Fitting. He's described as moody, spontaneous, and fluent in several languages, again, another one, including sign languages. He's different than other action heroes, especially action heroes during the machismo-dominated 80s and 90s, and this can be linked to the ADHD symptom of moodiness. MacGyver also is said to have, again, superior pattern recognition and always stays calm under pressure. Calmness under pressure is an excellent tool in any operative's arsenal, and apparently, according to sources, ADHD and calmness under pressure go hand in hand. So in conclusion, I'm excited to know if there's any other characters that you can think of that have ADHD, or at least seem like they do. I'd like to know who and why. You can provide your answers on the comment thread of this audio if you're using Spotify. You can also visit abndtadhd.com to add a comment to the comment section in the blog post matching this title. Living with ADHD and its symptoms can be frustrating. Disorganization, forgetfulness, and inattention are all things that can affect your self-esteem and your character and your career. It doesn't have to, though. As we've learned in this episode and previous ones, many people with ADHD go on to live incredibly successful lives. What's the difference between those people and you? Nothing except a plan. Knowing yourself and where you want to be is the only thing standing between most people and achieving their own personal success. Have you ever had a dream or a hobby that you want to turn into a reality or a career, but you just don't know where to start? That's why the U Testament is perfect for you. Instead of relying on messy grids and calendars that only have value if you already have a clear vision of what you want to do with your life, I promise you that the U Testament is unlike any planner that you have ever used. It's a workbook slash journal that was designed to get to the deepest roots of who you are, your strengths, interests, and areas that you can improve. By simply following along and completing the 21 exercises in the book, you'll be one step closer to the life of fulfillment that you design. Not your boss, not your significant other, your parents, or anybody else. The book is available as a digital download that can be used on your desktop computer, tablet or iPad, or mobile phone. If you like the feel of an actual journal or diary, you can also purchase the hardcover version of the book. But wait, there's more. If you like me, I love audiobooks and podcasts. Chances are you do too if you're listening to this. I find that my ADHD brain can focus more if I can listen to content. That's why I've gone the extra mile to create the U Testament Audio Companion just for my neurodivergence. And last but not least, access the Discord channel and interact with others taking the courses. Check the links in the show notes to learn more or visit abndtadhd.com and click the U Testament in the navigation. All right, that's all for this episode, everybody. Tune in next week for some more info and much love.